Welcome to Beauty is Eternal, the art of being your best self for women. My name is Caitlin and I'm your host. Today's episode is called The Honest Guys Sian Lloyd Panel, creator of magical guided meditations for healing, peace, Lord of the Ring fans with special appearances by Kath and Rick. We all have the power and nature within us to be strong, beautiful, and loving beings, but sometimes pain, trauma, and chaos overwhelm us and prevent us from being our best selves. One of the magical things about our modern era is the power for positive messages to be shared remotely around the world in the blink of an eye, and for those who would help us to truly step into our light and embrace our best qualities to find a way to do so. Today, I have a guest who is very dear to my heart, though I never once met her in person because the messages that she has helped to create have deeply touched me, helped me through many painful and desolate moments, and inspired me daily to tap into my strength and core qualities while choosing to face and release negativity. In other words, the woman I will interview has magically impacted my life for the better, and I want to share her message today so that perhaps she may touch the hearts of others in the same way. The Honest Guys originally began as a YouTube channel 10 years ago to review different self-improvement products and methods and then slowly morphed into what it is today, a YouTube channel with a huge variety of guided meditations and music that have been played over 300 million times. They have meditations meant to help you fall asleep fast, to calm anxiety, to face and reduce negativity, to start your morning with positive thoughts and energy, to reduce stress and relax, meditations involving white light, chakra meditations, and even fantasy guided meditations, including themes with elves, wolves, unicorns, and fairies. The Honest Guys is comprised of three people, Kevin, Rick, and Sian, who is the sole woman in the trio with whom I am speaking today. Although Kevin, Rick were in the room during the interview, and they do make cameos. Sian writes the scripts for the meditations, and she has been writing since she was 10 years old. She comes from a long line of Welsh teachers interested in holistic medicine. She loves reading, and especially Lord of the Rings, as perhaps evidenced by the meditations that occur in the Hobbitshire, Green Elvenwood, Rivendell, and more. Today, Sean will talk to us about what it means to her to create guided meditations, from where she draws inspiration, how her own physical and mental pain has made her want to help others, how much time and energy THG put into speaking to their listeners, and why the law of attraction works. Enough. Let's get to the interview. <laughs> Thank you for being my guest and for coming on the show today, Sean. I'm a longtime listener to The Honest Guy, so it's a really big honor for me to speak to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's very kind of you. How did you, Kevin and Rick, first meet? How did you become the writer for The Honest Guys? Well, Rick was my brother's best friend at um, like kindergarten. So I've known Rick for years now because he's the same age as my brother. And I met Kev when we both worked at a bingo parlor, actually, <laughs> about 22 years ago. And um, I said to, to Kev, you'd really get on with my brother's friend, Rick. 
because you're both kind of the same. They're quite sort of quiet people, really. And so eventually they did. And this was when they started to create their first YouTube channel, which was really soon after YouTube first came out, about 2006, 2007. So, yeah, that was it, really. So, so it sounds like you guys knew each other for quite some time. So it was something that developed naturally. It wasn't like someone, Kevin posted an ad looking for someone to start a <laughs> no. meditation with. No, no. no it, was, it started off organically because they first um, had a channel called the Camcorder Bandits on YouTube where they sort of just did various, various things. They'd just film themselves sort of if they went out for a drive in the country or doing this, that and the other. They tried quite a few things like that because YouTube was really new and different then. It wasn't so much about big views or people that became famous. It was more like um, just a chance for ordinary people to have a little sort of channel on this new thing called YouTube. Of course, it's totally different now, but that's how they started off. What they were going to do was to try these like life hacks or methods that people advertise to help other people say make money and get a good career you know so what they wanted to do was to try them and see if they helped at all you know and then they would make videos um with their honest opinion which is why they changed their name to the honest guys because they wanted to say to people yeah we think this works and this is beneficial or no we don't think something works in the end, because they were doing this, we all thought we would try guided meditations. We must have had an advert through for it or something that came through. And because it was a lot of money at the time, we all sort of chipped in and bought a set of guided meditations, which we all listened to. And after, I suppose, about a year or so, we thought this really, they thought this really does work. This is really beneficial. And from there, it was like, could we do something like this? And, you know, just put it on YouTube where people can use it because it's it's free, because it really was pretty, pretty expensive. And we knew that the people that might benefit the most probably didn't have the money to spend. And they started off putting, I think it was just like music and sound. It was just a relaxation video with just music and sound. And then Rick said to me one day, do you think you could write a relaxing guided meditation? And I thought, yes, probably, because I know what helps me relax. And I've been writing since I was about nine years old. So we did it and it just kept going from there. That was that was the start and it's still going. That's so true what you say about YouTube nowadays. I think it's become very commercial. Yeah. 11, 12 years ago when you guys were starting, I think it was more natural in some way. Yeah, it was, it was because um, back then we all knew sort of people on there. They were perfectly ordinary people. They didn't have millions or even hundreds of thousands of subscribers or viewers, I think they called it back then. But they were really nice people from all over the world. And what they were putting up was just, it was quite interesting, but it wasn't aimed at, you know, huge audiences. But it was very honest and it was very personal. Of course, with YouTube, as soon as, I think Google saw how much money there was in, you know, the, the possibility of it. it changed dramatically. Certainly. Mm. The name The Honest Guys fits so well. And actually, before I arranged this interview with you guys, I didn't realize that your channel started as a way to review different self-help yeah. tools. So mm. when I was seeing that, I was like, oh, that's so funny <laughs> because the name actually fits perfectly in large part because you haven't been trying to create something to make tons of money from people. You created it with the understanding, well, a lot of people maybe couldn't afford to buy something expensive but need some help. Yeah. So it's brilliant that you had such a matching name by accident. <laughs> yeah, and, well, YouTube, I think they told Kevin Rick a few years ago, don't change the name because it's, it's a good name and people remember it sort of thing. But, yeah, it started off with just wanting to give honest opinions on sort of life hacks and ways to make money or ways just to improve your life. And um, they thought, well, meditation can definitely improve your life. So it was um, a case of moving on to that, really, more away from what it was originally going to be. But because um, it organically kind of built with more and more people using them, it's almost like 
well, we didn't stop doing it because people obviously needed it. So we kept going. And as long as people do need that sort of thing, we will keep keep making it, keep making the meditations. I love your meditations. <laughs> I told you this when I contacted you. Yeah. I've been doing your guided meditations for years now. The mm. Yeah, the morning uplift has been a big part of my morning routine, actually, for years. So beneficial to so many people. So it's it's really great that you're giving this to the world, actually. Well, it's it makes us feel that we're doing something useful, you know, something that helps other people. It's funny, funny, but when people say, oh, you've really helped me, I find it really difficult to believe that anything I did can possibly help people. (laughs) Of course, it's not just me. I mean, I do the script and then I give it to Rick and then he goes through it and Kev goes through it. And then Rick records it. He finds music for it and he finds images for it. So it's a team effort. But it's just uh, great to know that we we are helping people. Oh, I'm sure you've helped millions of people at this point. (laughs) I mean, it's... Nice to think so, it really would, because um, you know, sometimes the world seems to be so crazy and unfriendly that it's it's good to be sort of in a corner somewhere where you're doing something to try and balance that. I was just thinking that there's so much that goes on in the world that's painful. You know, the news can be so depressing at times and we have mm-hmm. access to so much information. Yes. That it's really great to have that positivity that you guys bring to balance things. Well, somebody has to, yes. (laughs) All right. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of meditation channels, but it's it's a really good thing because, like you say, if you look at the news just once a day, it's bad. You know, you go into a pit of depression. I don't even like watching the news now. Of course, I do sort of check just to sort of see what's going on, but then I. It's much more relaxing for me to sort of be thinking about meditations or writing and trying to do something positive. Certainly, because one other thing about if you spend too much time looking at the news, you can't change a lot of that stuff. Well, you so you don't uh, want to be oblivious, but it can also be quite upsetting and you don't necessarily have the means to do something about some of no, it. No, that's right. I mean, it would be amazing to have the kind of sort of wealth or power to be able to help everybody but because you can't you just do what you can and that has to be enough really what guided meditation that you guys have created is your personal favorite son oh oh gosh (laughs) because I've written so many now the thing is I don't listen to them once they're up because I I don't know if it's true now but there was certainly a time when you couldn't watch or listen to your own channels on YouTube because um, I don't know, YouTube didn't like it anyway. So I never hear what the finished version's like. <laughs> and when I'm writing, I'm kind of in a meditative state. I'm imagining the feelings and the sounds and everything. It's like in a film. So for that time, I'm completely immersed. So it's like I'm, you do the meditation when you create yeah, the meditation. Yeah, I, I am pretty much. And I always like to sort of think that some of that kind of peaceful feeling sort of goes into the meditation as well for people to sort of to touch people when they listen to it. But all of them help in different ways because we've got healing ones, we've got sleep, we've got the, like you said, the motivators and the uplifters and they're totally a different feeling to them completely. I use them all, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. But um, I can't, I often, when I finish them, I feel very much like I, yeah, I've meditated while I was doing it. Um, Obviously, the um, Middle Earth themed ones and the fantasy ones are slightly different because they're very story driven. And some of them aren't that relaxing, although some of them are more relaxing, you know, and to me, it's all the same feeling. I'm kind of in that zone of feeling it while I'm doing it with all of them really the feeling I think the feeling you get when you create it translates Mm. into the feelings that listeners get when they listen to them actually because yeah yeah, the voice is so powerful when you're in that state you're really so responsive yes yes that's true it's a very it's a really amazing mental state to be in and to make changes yeah it's just Mm -hmm. I just love what you guys do. Uh 
That's really kind. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's why I contacted you. I'm actually a fan. It sounds really strange. People calling, saying that they're fans of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you look for inspiration for your meditations? You've done, I think it must be a hundred at this mm -hmm. point, at least, if not more. Three hundred. Rick's saying. Two hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred. Um, it's anywhere really. I can just be doing something, you know, just anything out with the dog or in the shops or having a shower, and I think there's a there's an idea, and so I'll I'll work with it and and try and make it into a, a meditation. It's you know I don't usually sit down and say what should we do now. It's just the ideas sort of come. Or I might think at one stage, what would really relax me now if I'm particularly stressed? Because my mother's very ill. She's got cancer. So, of course, I'm really very upset and distressed a lot of the time. So I think what would what would calm me down now? And if I think of something, then I'll I, I think that it will probably calm other, make other people relaxed and calm as well. <laughs> so so I work from that. When you write the meditations, you are actually thinking about you know whatever pain or troubles you have yeah. and how you could put some balm on them or heal them yeah. and then when you create the meditation it already has sort of a, a directed with a purpose because yeah. you understand your own pain and you, you want to mm -hmm. help others if they would feel that too yes it's the intention is there to to help others because so many people are going through exactly the same thing not for always the same reasons but the, the, what they're feeling is exactly the same for whatever reason. So if I can sort of help that, if it's helping me, it's probably helping somebody who's in that exact, who's feeling those same emotions and the same sort of panic and despair and depression and anxiety. You know, um, it you know it can be a lot of different causes that give people this, but it's the suffering is still the same. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. You have mentioned that you have gone through a lot of physical and emotional pain. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking about, you've used that as inspiration for creating some of the meditations. So in your own experiences, apart from creating meditations, have you listened to meditations? Have you done sound healing? How have you dealt with your own difficulties? Well, my um, I do meditate. In fact, um, my uncle was meditating back in the late 60s and he always said to me, you must meditate. And I thought this is so it must be so boring. You know, that was when I was very young. I thought this sounds really boring just sort of sitting. Um, but uh, I always used to because I used to live in the country, I would just literally sit somewhere and listen to the wind or streams and rivers and birds singing and when I would or when I do still and when I did used to get in terrible states I would reimagine uh, being there I would go back to a time when I felt peaceful it's almost like it, you go back in your head but I can see it very clearly the places I were the places I would have been I mean in reality not in a daydream uh, the places I were and how I felt and how safe I felt and so I go back to that feeling and that's that um it's not exactly meditation but it works for me and yeah I do like um I have a singing bowl over there it's, it's over there somewhere and I, I often use that because I think um sound frequencies are really powerful and very healing I'd love to actually go to a sound bath experience I don't know where they do them around here, but I'd, I'd really like that. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Are I'd you involved in the creation of the sound healing music or the, for instance, uh, the Honest Guys makes a variety of music you can listen to, to relax, to fall asleep. Are you involved in the productions of yeah music without guided meditations oh no I don't do that I just do the writing um that's all um Rick's side is the you know the sounds and everything I can't play any instruments or anything like that so I just I just do the writing that's all 
I want to talk a little bit about the fantasy meditations because those okay. are super unique, yeah. especially the the elves, the fairies. I yeah. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And even my boyfriend, who's let's say fairly skeptical, even <laughs> he likes them as well. They're amazing. Oh, thank you. Please tell him thank you from us. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> How about when when you get inspiration for those? Does that come from reading or is it the same process as the other meditations for you when you're producing them or writing them? Right. Well, no, I've been um, a fan of J.R.R. Tolkien, you know, the Lord of the Rings, since I was about 17, I suppose. And um, I'm a huge fan. So anything I do like with elves in it, you know, particularly is definitely I'm drawing on Tolkien's legendarium of Middle Earth for that, because I still I'm still a huge fan. But I have been for so long. I can't imagine not being. So anything I do fantasy wise is always going to draw on Tolkien's world of Middle Earth. And that's that's the um, inspiration, really. I, I still love it. So as as long as I still love it, I've always got inspiration. (laughs) You mentioned that the fantasy meditations are sometimes relaxing, sometimes not as relaxing. Mm -hmm. How do you think fantasy meditations differ for listeners compared to other types of meditations that say focus on getting someone to sleep or releasing their negativity? How How do you see them differently? Well, I think when people listen to the fantasy meditations, they're really listening to a, a story. That's that's what they're doing. They're not really listening to a meditation. But, you know, a lot of people, if they were quite lucky, they would probably have had stories read to them when they were young by their parents. And I think it's similar to that. It's like listening to, say, Audible. But um, also a nice thing that's come from the fantasy um ones we've done is people saying that we have inspired them to to write or podcast their own fantasy work and that's really nice so rather than being relaxing I think they're kind of more inspirational and people just listen to them and imagine themselves in that fantasy world because what we do it's it's written with the listener in mind they are the the main person there who is interacting with the, say the elves or the um or anything they they come across and so they're in they're in their own little kind of adventure they're the people that are doing it and I think they see themselves being there and so it inspires them some people to um, go off and create their own stories which is really nice that is so cool I love how you put it that instead of it being like the other guided meditations it's like having a story told to you. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> well, That's I think super it, cool. <laughs> I just I just think there's something really quite nice in having somebody tell you a story, especially, you know, mostly children get stories told to them say at bedtime or something. I know I did. But I mean, these aren't actually bedtime stories as such, but I think the the sense is still there that you kind of close your eyes and you're being told about this world and you um, as the listener are the main person in this world. That's also really nice because, you know, a lot of people want to get away from the things that trouble them or they or their life for a little while. And suddenly they're in this amazing world and they're the kind of hero or heroine of that world. And, and everything is revolving around them. Nothing bad is going to happen to them as well. It's, it's you know, it might be quite exciting. Say if they ride on a dragon or or, um, interact with these characters, but nothing bad's going to happen to them, but they are in the centre of that story. And I think that's nice as well, because it it can give people a sense of being, you know, worthy and important for that time when some people's lives are really rubbish. And so, you know, that's what we want to do for them is to take them into that world. And that world is about them. It's all around. It's written all around that person. That is so beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> well that's the way I thought of it actually um when I'm writing it it's not I'm not writing it with me as the sort of central character I'm thinking whoever listens to this is the central character in this story and that's what people apparently do think so we've succeeded in that it's their story you know it doesn't matter how many people listen to it 
it's always going to be their personal sort of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that people have come to you and told you that these meditations have been the inspiration for books yeah. that they've written? Yeah, books or podcasts of their own stories or artwork um, or, or they have, say, for instance, been thinking of, yeah, writing a book or doing um, comics with, I can't remember what they're called now, but the comics with the, yeah. um, writing with them as well, you know, there's, uh, which can be really great. And that's great to inspire some people to sort of actually start to do something they've been dreaming of is, is amazing. That's brilliant. That I agree. I mean, that's one of the best things you can do in the world is help people to discover their own creativity. Yes. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are, well, they might have been told that to do anything artistic, like writing or music or poetry or art is a waste of time. But it's def it's not. It's really important for everybody. Even It doesn't matter if you do it or whether you appreciate it. It's still really important. Any sort of art, I think, for people to sort of finally get that nudge and say, I can do this. I can do mm -hmm. this. You know, and start. That's that's lovely. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think it is beautiful. How much contact do you have with listeners well, I know I'm in the background, so I don't. Um, Rick and Kev will pass on any sort of nice messages or comments to me, but I don't really have it. I just sort of sit there and write and give the scripts on. Mm -hmm. so that's all, really. I'm sitting in the back. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the background. <laughs> I was asking because I think quite a few people who make guided meditations, they also offer different types of you know services to interact with listeners or but you guys really don't do that actually you're really just producing the content people can order the cds mm. well we're not going to that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just normal people that happen to we can all bring something to the product but um no we're not sort of people who would want to be known for us we would rather people just use the product and find it useful because it's kind of muddying the waters I think if you start thinking of the producers of meditations or, or anything like that as being faces and gurus rather than what their their product is doing it becomes all about them rather than about the, the work and the product and we're always about we're doing this is it helping people and that's the only thing that we're interested in really not to become known as the honest guys who are these amazing gurus we just want to help mm -hmm. the trouble is now everything seems to be about fame and the face and instagram and personality cult but that's so wrong i think I'm, we're not interested in that at all we're just doing the work and putting it out there do you have other work? Is this something you do on the side or is this your full-time work? Oh, no, it's it's full full-time. It's like seven days a week because... Like, <laughs> That's you know, more than full-time. It's really full-time because the meditations is only like the tip of the iceberg because after that you get so much, especially you get like emails, comments, messages, people wanting help, people wanting well instructions sometimes and you can't ignore people because they're reaching out and so it's a constant it's constant work it's it's either it's you know either you're writing or doing something or people um are writing in it's mainly people but it's also people like yourself or people saying can we use your meditations or people stealing our meditations sometimes <laughs> what? Got to chase Sometimes people steal our meditations and put what them. What do up. they do with them? They sell them, <laughs> or they put them on um, meditation sites where they get money for them. So oh you also have to, you you also have to kind of fire fight that. That's what Kevin Rick do mainly, sort of chasing people, chasing them around. So it's just not fair, you know. It really isn't fair. Uh -huh. But it's yeah. It, I I wouldn't have ever thought at the beginning it would be something that's full-time but it is full-time I think if we didn't sleep we would still be working because especially because a lot of um our audience is in America and because of the time difference when we're going to bed they're all you know up and it's the day for them <laughs> so, 
so you come sort of in the morning and there's so much work to do from the night before uh, so yeah it's it's really full time oh, that sounds like full time times two per person <laughs> <laughs> it is really yeah <laughs> when you were first creating the meditations you mentioned that you were great at writing so you naturally took on the role of writing what yeah. about Rick and Kevin maybe you could just briefly tell me how they decided who would produce who would record how that kind of developed I'll let Rick and Kev tell you about that shy for a minute well, I don't want to interrupt them if they're busy. I... No, they're just sitting here, Caitlin. <laughs> so if you'd like to just tell, tell Caitlin a moment. I don't want to harass them if they don't. <laughs> no, no worries. Just let it just stretch out. Thanks, yeah, yeah. No, to, well, to be honest, it was everything um, has just come about as a kind of a natural, everything just sort of fell into place, isn't it, really? Yeah. As a natural progression. All the video stuff is yourself, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, I did. Well, I pretty much do the, most of the video stuff, but uh, you're there, sort of, basically admin. I'm, and, I'm in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making yeah. sure the machine was working and it's and dealing with the comments and things. Yeah. Like but it's 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 a system that's just sort of evolved over over sort of several years as we our roles we just kind of fell into them and, and it seems to work. Ultimately, you've got the better voice. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> so, so Rick reads the meditation guys. He's the um, vocal expert I, I, w I wouldn't say expert <laughs> I just yeah um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was in organic development where you guys were kind of thinking at that time hey let's do this let's try this and then you had skills in different areas and then you kind of let whoever was best at something take it over absolutely yeah well I mean both myself and Kev, we are completely different in our skill sets and it works really well because we kind of bounce off each other. Um, so I'm basically doing the video production and the audio uh, and the, the sort of general creative side of things. Um, Kev is just amazing when it comes to like uh, analytics and the chart. He's got a chart for everything. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the admin side of things and the, and the mechanics of the business and everything, it's just uh, Kev's, Kev's the man that uh, that makes it work. I, I get the I get the boring job. He's <laughs> <laughs> very much a, a numbers guy. Whereas I, he, he, he quite often he'll try to explain some of the numbers to me, and they they well, just we, we, the they just have, completely yeah, go straight to the top brain, of my head. Brainstorming sessions, as well. mm. we all sit together. Oh yeah, and we're throwing yeah. together an idea, like a concept for a new script or a, um, a new album in production. Mm. And we bounce ideas off and. That's kind of, we kind of enjoy that because it gets quite creative and uh, we sort of quite often we're, we're throwing all these sort of tangents around. We, we go off on all these well, little that's, tangents. That's where the Rebel Wars came from in the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. We sort of developed that one, yeah, one right. of our favourites. Yeah, yeah. You actually do running with it, don't you? When you're running machine? I actually, yeah, <laughs> I, it's one of the very, very few of that. I tend not to listen to my own meditations. It's kind of I just become very self-critical. But the running with the wolves runners edition I actually use on the treadmill. And it's, it's, ah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, Wait. So if Sam doesn't listen to the meditations either, do no. any of you listen to the meditations for yourselves, or do you really produce them just it, for others? We tend to just produce them for others. It, it's there is a this self-critical thing that kicks yes. in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have tried listening to some of the ones we produced and I'm I'm just, you know, sort of lying there with my headphones on going, I should have done this or so, yeah, I should have, yeah, right just there, get or really. Or an echo there, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I listened to it, I would think, I've got to write that all again. That's wrong. I've got to write <laughs> A lot of that. My dad's an artist and these are forever throw away his work. You'll yeah. start doing it, that's no good. And throw that, away and throw yeah. away. And... That is a bane of any artist, any creative process. It, it's it's an artist's work is never done. It's never finished. It's never quite, you know, there. Um, it's a case of <laughs> stepping away and then mm. just allowing it to yeah. organically mm -hmm. evolve itself. And yeah. It should be, you should, well, you come yeah, back I'll come, come back in. Okay, I'm back, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks for explaining that. You know, Sean, what was interesting was, you know, I was listening to you guys for some years, but before this, I'd never really gone in depth to check out your website and see who you were. And I was mm -hmm. actually quite surprised to see there was a woman there. <laughs> yes. I was like, um, oh, the honest guys plus girl. Yeah. Well, the honest guys and a girl. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have the same ring, really. 
<laughs> but uh, actually, people sometimes ask on YouTube, they say, you never say anything about your writer, and that's really rude of you. And I, I had to go on myself on the YouTube comments to say that I am the writer, and I, I like to work in the background. I don't want to sort of be a visible part of the honest guys. I'm just in, working in the background because I like working in the background. You know, so I have to explain that because sometimes people do say, you know, that they must think that I've, they've got me chained up in the attic <laughs> and feeding me bread and water. It's, it's not for want of trying. We're, we're forever getting the uh, the camera out and say, come on, let's do a new pro profile picture. Come on, Sharon, come and join us. <laughs> no, 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 it's just that's just not. No, no, Sharon, let's take a selfie. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm a really kind of genuine writer in the fact that I like being on my own writing in the quiet. And and I don't like, you know, the, the part, the, any part out of it. I'm, it's not that I'm sort of shy or anything. It's just that I'm very, I, I like to be quiet and I like to be sort of unnoticed, really, <laughs> and get on, get on with my own thing and sort of living in my head with it. So they can do their pictures and things and I'll just stay in the background <laughs> well it's important that you have you know the role that you like to have and if yeah. you prefer to be in the background then that's perfect yeah I, because I love writing writing is a very solitary thing you know it's just you in your own head and <laughs> I've always been like that even since when I was very very young so it's too late <laughs> for me to <laughs> so it's too late for me to come out of the box and say oh it's me <laughs> <laughs> do you get a lot of inspirational stories from people talking about how your meditations have helped them yes yeah and it's very very humbling it makes you cry sometimes it really does um honestly people that have totally changed their lives around and Could you share a couple of stories? I don't keep them. I just look at the emails that, you know, sent to me. But I don't keep them, of course, because they're very personal, a lot of them. Very, very personal. So we answer them, but we, we wouldn't, like, share them with people or say, oh, oh look, at all these, look, look at all these people we've helped, because that, that seems really wrong. But we're just very glad we have. It's very, it is humbling, though. Some of their lives have been, you know, absolutely dreadful. And they've really turned it around. We did sort of help to turn their life around. Just makes me cry sometimes. Well, in case somebody is listening and is not really using meditations, you should try one of the honest guys. So if it's okay, I will share my personal anecdote. Yeah. Because I've been doing the morning uplift. Not every day, but let's say most days for several years now. Oh, and nice. I actually have my own visualization that I go through with it. So I listen to the voice, but I have like yes. the own story that I kind of made up to go along with it. That's brilliant, actually, because it's personal to you and it's much more likely to to resonate with you when you do that. Totally. And I know when I do that, that no matter what happens during the day, it's always like I already have built up this sense of safety and positive energy. So. Yeah. I'm much more resistant to a certain amount of negativity that I might encounter during the day. It's yes. fantastic. Yeah. It's like having a shield, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like a love shield. <laughs> yes, yeah. And it's brilliant to start the day off like that because, you know, you can wake up in the morning and you think, oh, no, I've got to do this today and this might happen and I don't feel very well. And da -da. So when you sort of start retraining your brain by the um, affirmations and uplift and motivational it it can take time but it really does work I definitely think it does yeah it does I I've seen I've done it myself and I've seen other people do it and you know although it does take time because we can become very ingrained in negativity and we don't mm -hmm. expect anything good to happen in the end but so once you sort of retrained it and it can be like cutting a new path through a wood instead of following the, the well-trodden path of negativity so it can start off being really hard but once you've done it it's incredible Mhm. Mm I agree 
I used to have a very stressful job. So I sort of had like a very positive morning routine and it helped me so much through a really difficult time period. It made it, it made me much more robust in dealing with difficult things. Yes. Yeah. Because difficult things are going to happen, but somehow they don't affect you as much when Mm -hmm. you know it and it like it does and it becomes stronger and they and they bounce off you more easily you can handle them a lot better Mm -hmm. are there any guided meditations that you do sean that are not produced by the honest guys do you you have any people you listen to online well i listen to jason stevenson on youtube he says that we were his inspiration to do that. <laughs> I like him also. <laughs> yeah, he's lovely, isn't he? He's a really yeah. nice man as well. And um, so, because oh, I don't sort of listen to mine, I do listen to Jason Stevenson's. And sometimes I'll just listen to some to some music and just do my own kind of meditation. So gradually, gradually relaxing and then visualising something, like I said, safe and beautiful from my childhood. And um, and I can also do it sort of in a well, I don't don't very often go away. But if I go on holiday and I'm in a peaceful place, I'll just sit and kind of be mindful of of everything that's going on, the smells, the sounds, the sights. And that's a a lovely kind of way of, of meditating as well. It sounds like you have the skill for meditating very well developed. So you're able to do it independently and also impromptu on your own when you want to do it I think so because I was probably doing it without realizing it when I was younger but I I found when we bought the guided meditations that it was new but I found that really helpful Um, and I think uh, people when you say meditation to them they think they have to sit in the lotus position and (laughs) and they think oh no this sounds really boring but if you're listening to somebody guide you into relaxation or into sleep, then it's 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 like listening to a story, as I said. But um, it also gives you something to focus on a little bit. But it's I think it's a beginner's probably way of meditating. But then some people will always do it because they they just like it. They like listening to a guiding voice. I do different types of meditation mm-hmm. and sometimes I focus on my breath yeah but nothing for me can replace like some really good guided meditations just because I think the prompting in some way really seems to to trigger an effect in my in my brain that's brilliant yeah yeah I I just love it I, I love the stuff that you guys do so kind I mean when we started there was nobody else doing that well for free they weren't doing it on YouTube anyway but um, in the last few years you know there's loads <laughs> but the thing is I don't think you can have too many because it, it does seem to be very very effective and we know from the comments and messages and emails that we get it that it really does help people so there's something there like you said that is definitely helping people to attain a state of well-being and relaxation and even if they only relax for 10 minutes that is going to do them good 10 minutes sometimes is enough to undo 10 hours of difficulty yeah because and also people say oh I fell asleep you know when they were listening to the meditation and you know I think that's great because you were relaxed. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, you get yeah. to sleep. Yeah, because some people use the same meditation and they have for years, they say, to go to sleep. And I think in the end it becomes like a Pavlovian response. They'll hear <laughs> the music, they'll hear Rick's voice, and immediately they're going to go to, to relax or go to sleep. But that's that's great. It's really healthful. It's very good for them because some people find it so hard to relax or go to sleep. So it's it's great. You know, it's just it's become their reaction to it. And it's absolutely wonderful as long as it's helping them relax. Certainly, certainly. Can you talk a little bit about 
upcoming projects or meditations you have planned? Well, we're going to do another Christmas one, I think, this year, because the one we did last year, people were still listening to it in June. (laughs) 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 So it won't be exactly the same, but um, I'm working on that. And then we have to do our second Fantasy Worlds collection album next year, I think. Those are really quite big. They, the, the meditations, they take quite a while to do and write. And they've got so many different special effects, noises and everything on them that they, they really take a while. But as it is, we'll just say, oh, I'll do one about this this week or I'll do one about that. And also, if we have, say, a lot of requests for a certain type of one, perhaps healing or particularly, then we'll do another one of those. But... We do sort of say, well, we're going to do this, but with what we do, we, we're quite flexible. You know, we'll do something if it looks like it's needed because we've got a huge list of, what, <laughs> you know, about five, six years ago, we said, if you've got any requests, and so we, we're still working through those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can only write so much at once, you know. <laughs> When you were talking about Christmas, I was thinking Christmas is the favorite time of the year for a lot of people. Yeah. And for a few people, it's the hardest time of the it's year. It's definitely hard for a lot of people. I'm not particularly fond of it myself, actually. Um, but I know a lot of people get very lonely and or, or they might be with family members who they don't particularly get on with, you know. And so Certainly. it's hard. Yeah, you know, so it's very hard for some people. So to do um, sort of a nice meditation for around about that time of year, which might make them feel a little bit better for a, a while, then, yeah, that's um, that's fine. But it is a really hard time of year. And we don't, the thing is, we don't stop working on Christmas Day either. So we'll put up, like, Facebook um, posts and messages and we'll still be on YouTube. So people know that they should know by now that we are around if they need to contact us, if they need to know someone's someone's there, you know? Oh, that's so kind. Well, it's, you know, like you said, it can be really hard because people, for one reason or another, just, you know, find it, like you said, a very d- difficult time of the year. So, you know, we always said we would be around if people had messages or uh, like from Facebook or YouTube or just emails through our website, whatever. We're, we're around and we'll answer them. So, A big part of your time actually goes into communicating with listeners and talking to them and helping them. Yeah, because we always said at the beginning that people weren't just a name on a screen. They were real people with their own lives and their own problems and their own reasons for um, listening to meditation or contacting us. And so, you know, we we still think that. And sometimes when we answer comments on YouTube, I mean, they, they'll say, wow, you you answered me. <laughs> um, you know, there's like Kevin and Rick, they think, well, yeah, why not? You know, why shouldn't we? <laughs> I think most people know we do now, but we still get do get that sometimes. They think they think that they're going to say something and it's going to drop into this tunnel of silence and nobody's going to respond. But we are always around. (laughs) That is amazing that you are so interactive and you're so caring. Oh, well, well, I hope so. You know, I, I would like to think that everybody in the world is caring, but unfortunately, I don't think everybody is. But, um, you know, we do care. It's why we did it in the first place, you know. So it's why we keep going. Well, it's great that you compensate for some people in the world who are not caring or who are hurtful. So it's providing balance. Yes, yes, hopefully. Well, I have three more questions for you that I'm asking all my guests. And the first one is one book that you recommend. Okay. Well, I'm going to say here, and in fact, um, Kev and Rick also agree, is Rhonda Burns' The Secret, mm-hmm. which, which is, you know, the law of attraction, because I was familiar with that kind of, well, it wasn't called the law of attraction when I was young, but it did have a, a name. And so I kind of grew up with it. And so I know that 
if you put it into practice, it absolutely does work. But it's very easy to read, The Secret. It's, it's one of those books that anybody can read. And, and I think that really everybody should. A lot of people will say, oh, no, that's just rubbish and woo-woo. But I've seen so many um, occasions when people have put it into practice and it, it works. I agree with you. I mm. also read that book and it yeah. does work. It's amazing. Yeah, it does. Was that the inspiration for some of the positive affirmations, for instance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are pretty much on board with the law of attraction. Simply mm-hmm. because we do know that it's worked. I mean, it can mm-hmm. work for really small things, or or I've seen it work for quite in tremendous life changes. So it's, I better start doing it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I get so busy, you know, you know how it is. You get so busy and you can't do it for yourself. <laughs> but no, I've genuinely seen it happen and it, it actually happened to my mother uh, so I know this is completely true because she was in a terrible state a terrible place uh, my stepfather died and he was only 53 so he was quite young so she lost her house and she had nowhere to live for a while she, she stayed with us and then she was given a, a like a, a flat in sheltered housing for people that's I think they're over 50 and she was really lonely so every single night and every single morning she would put into practice the exercises in the law of attraction and she put up pictures on the wall and beautiful calendars and she'd sit in a little sort of um, room opposite her flat that looked out onto fields and she would say I'm going to be living in a place that has a beautiful garden and within probably about two years she met a man with an incredibly a huge house a millionaire and who just simply wanted her to move in with him and she's still there now which is about <laughs> nine years later oh, and wow. she turned her life she turned her life around from being incredibly lonely and grieving and having nothing but this this little flat which was a nice flat, it was fine, but it was, she wanted to, well, she wanted company as well, you know, she wanted to, because she was very much alone. In two years, and I wouldn't have believed it, she just met this guy who had been on the periphery of her life, oddly enough, for many years, because he was a friend of my sister and my brother-in-law. But at, the, at that time, he just came into her life and kind of swept her off her feet. Wow. And there were so many things that she had she had imagined and, and intended to have, even just little things like a house with window seats and, and shutters and a stream in the garden and, and things like this. And they all happened. And it wow. was how. So, you know, when people say the law of attraction doesn't work, I absolutely know it works. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really does work. And she did it very quickly. I mean, yeah, two years is two years. But from being at the very sort of, pit of despair and grief and having her house sort of gone because she couldn't afford it it completely changed around that is such a good recommendation and also a great story yes it is you know I mean it's I wouldn't well yes I would have believed it but because I've, <laughs> I've read about people who've changed their lives around but when you personally know somebody who's done it and you're very close to them and you saw how they did it which was daily and uh, surrounding herself and in imagining herself in this place and feeling as though she already had what she wanted the feeling is really important the emotions of it and the excitement and the and to see it happen you know it was like wow mum well, well, well mum gosh well <laughs> I was like well done mum <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might not be what I would want, but she did want like um, a partner because she was very lonely. And then she, she suddenly had everything and with the cherry on top. You know. <laughs> <sighs> well, I, I hope people listeners hear that. They'll know, you know, yes, it can be done. It's absolutely the law of attraction is is absolutely there's nothing strange about it. It's it's, it's absolutely doable for everybody. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the theory behind it is that you want to get into the vibrational state aligned with what you want. Yes. It's like, it's not like wishful thinking. You have to behave and think and feel as if you already had what you wanted. 
you know so when you wish for something it's not the same because you haven't got it and you know you haven't got it but you want it but the law of attraction you have to put yourself in the position um emotionally and vibrationally of where you already have it you know so you must feel for instance wealthy if you want to a lot of money or successful you have to as soon as you get in, lock into that vibrational power it's things start happening it's really really amazing <laughs> i think so as well yeah that is great advice Tian, what is one way that you handle stress in a healthy manner Oh, writing. It's always been writing for me. So writing is your main way of release yeah. and relaxing and it calms yeah. you down? Yeah, yeah. It always has been since I was about nine years old, I think. And I and it just because, you know, you're you're creating your own world and you're you're just letting yourself go and it's absolutely brilliant. So I've always done that. It's almost almost like a safety valve or for me. And it's you, always been the best way for me to release stress, yeah. Do you do any writing apart from for the meditations? Yes, just for myself, though, you know, just as a hobby. I always have. So no books of yours coming out soon? No, no. <laughs> good enough to be a published author. But oh. um, it's, it's the actual writing. It's the actual writing that is good for me, the, the doing of the writing. Rather than the end result. Yes, yeah. And what is your favorite place in the world? Oh, well, you know, I'd love to have uh, the money and freedom to go to see so many places in the world because every place is beautiful in different ways. But because my family's Welsh, um, I would say Wales. I've never been there. What do you like about it? I just love, well, I always feel at home there. Um, I just love the beauty of the countryside and the sea. The mountains, the lakes, the rivers, it's just beautiful, beautiful countryside. And as soon as I literally, as soon as I'm across the border, I feel like I've come home and that the country's giving me a hug. Oh. <laughs> Saying, welcome home, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. Although there's so many places I'd love to see, you know, it would be brilliant to just travel and sort of take in the beauty and the vibes of every place on earth because everywhere uh -huh. is gorgeous but of course you know I can look on online I can uh -huh. you can I do can an around the world meditation yeah oh, wow wow that would take ages wouldn't it but yeah, uh -huh. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> what about you where do you love oh that's a good question I don't know the answer <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> actually I don't know oh well Every, every place is lovely except this place I'm living in at the moment. <laughs> it's not lovely. Uh, no, well, I would love to. I'd love to get out of the town. I'd love to live in the countryside again because mm. I was I was born in the country, and I just peace and quiet and the sounds of nature. I just you know really really calms me down. And uh, so maybe one day, you never know, if I win the lotto or <laughs> the Euro Millions. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a well maybe if you focus on it I think that's a good plan I'm going to have to do the law of attraction for it aren't I <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the thing I mean you get so busy and you forget to do anything for yourself <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean <laughs> yeah oh bless <laughs> well I think those are all of my questions for today Sean that's thank it. you so much for being on the show with me and talking to me about your creative process, your inspirations, and I'm so glad that I got this insight into who you guys are, even though it's not super important for you to put your face out there. It's been amazing for me to be able to look on the inside. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It was a lovely interview. Thank you. Oh. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you. And you have a brilliant rest of the day and a relaxing evening, I hope. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Honest Guys are available on their YouTube channel under the name The Honest Guys, which I will link to in the notes to this show at beautyiseternal.com. 
I'll also add individual links to my favorite guided meditations there. On their website, thehonestguys.co.uk, spelled out T-H-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-G-U-Y-S dot co, C-O dot U-K. You can find more information and get in contact with them, as well as purchase any of their various audios and CDs, which they ship around the world. I will also link to this in the show notes, as well as their Facebook page, where I can personally confirm they do check the messages.